again for this great opportunity to preach your word. We thank you for every single person who took time out of their schedule to tune in to hear your word. Lord, we ask you to give them words of encouragement, words of strength or, or affirmation to let them know that you're with them and you love them and, and, and you're using them in the earth. I appreciate you so much. So, Lord, we ask you to speak through us. Reduce us and that you may be edified and that you'll be speaking through us to be a blessing to the hearts and minds of people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I do want to say uh, we want to continue to pray for those who are sick, those people on the front line that's working so hard. Uh, the hospitals are just over, uh, overrunning uh, with COVID patients, but God is good and God is able. Amen. So our series is dealing with becoming more like Christ becoming more like Christ. I want to let you all know, without a shadow of where they come from, it does not matter. You know God loves you. I want you to understand that. You know that God loves you. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. When you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you made a bold statement to the world and to yourself that Jesus is the Lord of your life, and he is the King of kings, and, uh, and he's there for you. Amen? So now it's important for us to understand that. Now Paul um, wanted us to understand something because our whole mission really is to be witnesses for Christ. Not only witnesses telling people who Christ is and what he's done, but we want our life to be an epistle being read by men. We want our life to be an example. We are a witness on behalf of the kingdom. And everywhere we go, everywhere we go, We want people to know that Jesus is alive, and he's alive through us. And it's important for the world to know that. And God gave you his Holy Spirit, right, so the people would know that the kingdom is real. The kingdom is real, all right? Paul, in the church of um, uh, Ephesus, he wrote something in the first chapter, uh, and it's very challenging because we hear often about the Holy Spirit, and people often tell people you don't have it, you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, and, and you're not saved, or you're not this, because you don't live the way they live, or they don't, they don't think you live the way they live, or you don't believe the way they believe. But Paul was challenged, man. He was challenged because you also had a, a group of Christian people uh, that was out there who was worried uh, that, uh, that this doctrine uh, was being tainted uh, because the Gentiles was coming in. And Paul wanted to reassure them that God was with them and God gave them the Holy Spirit just like them. So here's what he says in Ephesians chapter 1. This is very powerful. Now, I want you to get this and I want you to highlight it in your Bible. I want you to write it down, mark it, whatever. When people tell you that you don't have the Holy Spirit, here's what Paul says. And you also, this is verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 1. It says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed it, not just when you heard it, but after you heard it and you believed it in your heart, not only you know, it's, nobody else can tell you what you believe. All right, this is important to me because we got to change the landscape. We got to make a difference in the world. He says, when you heard the gospel of your salvation, when you believed it and when you, watch this here, You were marked in him with a seal. The king always had a seal to let you know that you've been approved by the king. What is God's seal? He says, you're marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy 
spirit. Now listen to Paul. Paul said, listen, when you heard the gospel and you believed it, you were sealed with this promise, Holy Spirit. Now this Holy Spirit in you is going to be crucial when it comes to witnessing. Because you can't really tell anybody about who Christ is except the Holy Spirit is working through you. Because the mission of the Holy Spirit is always remind people about the power and uniqueness of Christ and what he's done. And I promise you, man, life is so much better, man, being on this side with Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so it's our mission, man, to constantly tell people all the time how good God is and how awesome he is and what he done for us. And why Jesus Christ came, went to Calvary to really redeem us, to bring us back into relationship with Christ. I mean, with God. Remember, God lost something, and his mission was to get it back. And he wanted to use us as men and women uh, who've accepted Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to help win those souls back to Christ. Now, remember uh, what John said in the 14th chapter. It said, the spirit of truth. Now, watch Jesus. Jesus is speaking through John. So as Jesus is telling us, he said, I want you to understand something. The Holy Spirit is so crucial to you. It is so crucial that you have to have it. Listen to me. You have to have it. And that's why Paul was telling you, it comes, man, when you believe. And it's important because watch this here. The spirit of truth, this is Jesus said, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor know him. But you know him for he lives with you, and will be in you. Now, when you talk about witnessing, he said, listen, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, is going to come, and it's going to be inside of you. Why? Because we have a responsibility, man, to bring the kingdom of heaven down to the kingdom of earth. And he wanted to mirror those two. It was only going to happen, man, through his human species. And so God gave us his spirit so we can win souls uh, to Christ. And I don't care what's going on with the Republican Party. I don't care what's going on with the Democratic Party. I don't care what's happening. We have responsibility as kingdom men and women to love and care and live this life like no one else. All right? So when they see us, man, they get to really see the love of God in our life. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. Now, you know uh, when he's in your life because you don't do what you used to do. He transformed your life. The Holy Spirit came to you. You accepted Jesus. He came into your life, and he changed your life. Now, Satan's mission is to always, man, try to discourage you. His, uh, the, he said, I come to kill, steal, and destroy. So he wanted to discourage you. He wanted to steal your personality. He wanted to steal your testimony. But God gave you something, man, to be able to ward him off, which is the Holy Spirit. Not just to ward him off, but also, man, to witness to other people, man, that God is real because the only way the place or the world becomes better is as we go and extend his tentacles of love to other people, right? So then Jesus was telling them, saying, now listen, it's important when he's in Acts, uh, and Acts was really the birth of the church. This is what he says, and I'm reading out of the uh, easy reading version because I thought it did a really good job of it. It says, but the Holy Spirit, right, will come on you, right, and give you power. Now, watch this here. The Holy Spirit is going to come on you, and it's going to give you power. What is it going to give you power to do? You will be my witnesses, right? Everywhere you go, man, people are going to know you mine. The Holy Spirit is going to give you the power to be my witness. You will tell people everywhere about me, in Jerusalem, in uh, the rest of Judea, in Samaria, in every part of the world. He said the Holy Spirit is going to come, 
and it's going to give you power to be able to witness to people about who I am. Because when I, when I come into the heart and minds of people, I change their life forever. They're never the same. They're never the same. And I come, first of all, to redeem men back into relationship with God and give them that Holy Spirit so they can communicate with God, so they can understand how to make the world a better place. So, because God want to work through us. Uh, so then Matthew, uh, Jesus told him as he got ready to go, he says, listen, I want you to go, all right, and go to all the world, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let people know that we are real. Teach them the love of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of unity, the power of love, and remind them that God wants all of us on the exact same page. And we have a mission to do it. We are his witnesses. If we don't go and tell, it, who's going who's gonna to spread the gospel? Who's going to do it except those who Christ has given the power to? All right? Those who accepted Jesus Christ. That's why the mission is so important as a witness. All right? Let your light shine. All right? That's important. We got to do it. We have to do it. Listen, the world depends on us. Right? God trusts us. Do you realize before the foundation of the world, God handpicked you? He trusted you. He knew that you would be bold enough, all right, strong enough, gifted enough, and talented enough to be able to influence people around you. It's important to understand that. So when you talk about being a witness, uh, don't be afraid. Now watch. Here's what Matthew says in chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. He says, you are the light of the world. You are. When you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, man, the light starts to shine on you. And then when the light shined on you, it went in you, and then you became a reflection. And listen to what he said. You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Your life is no longer hidden. People are watching you. It's almost like a, you're a bright light, and people are watching you. He said, neither do people light lamps and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give light to everyone in the house. So our life becomes a very true testimony. So the world can see. So the, the, the eyes are on us. We want eyes on us. We want to show the love of God. We want to be that witness. We want people to look at us. I want you to examine my life. I want you to see who I am. I'm not afraid because I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me, and I'm working on behalf of the kingdom, right? Satan wants you to hide. God wants you to be bold, bold, bold. He wants you to stand tall and don't be afraid to let your light shine. And let people see, dig into my life, dig into my world, right? So you can see how much love is really there. Verse 16 says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds, right? What do you mean see your good deeds? Part of your light shining is what you do, how you treat other people, how you carry on as a kingdom citizen. Because you're not from this world. You're from another world. Uh, you're from heaven, and you're down here working on behalf of the kingdom, right? And people want to see your good deeds. So how, what, what is good deeds? How you treat people, how you love people, how you care for people. So he says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. They're going to give God the credit and say, man, it must be God. It must be a God. I need to serve him. If he can change his life or if he can change her life, if he can make them love, I know what they used to be like. I know what they used to do. If he can change them, man, surely he can do it for me. Surely he can do it for me. 
right, the things that they were doing and what they were involved in, how God transformed them. And I know, I don't care what anybody else say, I know what they used to be. They may not be everything they ought to be, but it must be something about them because I know what they used to be and I see the change in their life. And how do they know it? By your deeds, by the way you treat people, by the conversation, by your behavior, by your interaction. It's important. So the, the thing is, Satan want to make you afraid. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has not given us that. But he gave us power and love and a sound mind. So we're not afraid to let our light shine. We're not afraid for you to look into our life. Because the life we live is attached to Christ. So I'm not afraid. So when I go out and I go witness, uh, I'm not afraid if, if you look into my past and you say what I used to, because I'm not what I used to be. A lot of times people want to hold on or, and, and, and hold you on to something that you used to do. No longer me. I'm not what I used to be. You can't hold me back to what I used to do when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years old. I'm not that person anymore. God has came into my life and has changed my life. And I'm not afraid to let the world know. So I'm going to stand tall, speak bold, and let the world know that Jesus is alive in my life. Well, how do I know? By the way, I carry myself with my interactions and my relationship with you and other people. Right? So when I let my light shine, what I'm doing is I'm really letting Christ radiate through my life. That's extremely, extremely important. It's extremely important that you let the world know that Christ is alive. Listen, we in a world, man, where people are hurting, right? And God has insulated us. God has put us in a place close to him and, and continue to infuse us with his love and his power so we can go out and infuse others with his love. Now, you know it's important because when God reconciled us to him and he brought us back into relationship with him, when he turned our life around and gave us a 180-degree turn, and he put us back on the right path, and, and he stamped us with his Holy Spirit, and he told us, now go and be witnesses on behalf of the kingdom. Right? Uh, he says, not only uh, that you're reconciled now, he said, but I want you to do a big favor for me. He said, I want you to do something. He said, I want you to go out. He said, I want you to be witnesses, and I want you to help reconcile others back to me. He said, because they don't know. They're lost. Some of them have not heard. They don't know what's going on. They don't know you're a healer. They don't know you're a deliverer in the name of Jesus. They don't know you're a God of peace. So now I want you to go and reconcile them and convince them, man, that they need to be a part of this awesome, magnificent kingdom. So when Paul was writing to the church at Corinth uh, in the second chapter, in the, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19, here's what he says. All this is from God. Where is it coming from? It comes from our Father in heaven, Jehovah God. He is the one that it comes from. Watch, what, watch this here. Who reconciled us to himself. How did he do it? Through our relationship with Jesus Christ, by accepting Jesus Christ. Right? It changes our life by accepting Jesus Christ. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So he gave us the power to be a witness to someone, now watch, so when they see our lives, right, then they will hear our voice. When people see the way you live, it almost opened it up, man, to a conversation piece, right? So now I can minister to you because you see the transformation that is taking place in my life. And then my mission and my ministry is now to get you 
on this team and try to expand the team. So watch this here in verse 19. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Now, here's the beauty of God. God gave us a great, great second chance when he gave us Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came and he died on the cross for our sins. And to put them in the sea of forgetfulness to remember them no more. Now, you people always, Satan always reminds people because he has people out there that want to remind us what we used to do. But God has forgiven you for that. Listen, I want to tell you, God has forgiven you. When you accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, he forgave you. Now it's time for you to walk on the right path. Go and be a witness. Let the world see that God really saves. This is it. This is our opportunity uh, to be a mess, a written billboard. Right? People can see our life. And they're reading us and they say, wow, it's amazing. Remember, people are watching you and you don't even know they're watching you because you are a witness on behalf of the kingdom. Then he says in that, um, in that 20 verse, he says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Now, listen to this. We are therefore Christ's ambassador. God, listen, listen to me very well. God is using us on behalf of him. We have a responsibility. If God trusts us so much with his message, right, and he loves us so much, right, that he want to make his appeal through us, and he's telling us, you are my ambassadors, right? He said, so let your light shine. He said, as an ambassador, remember, I got you covered. You don't have to worry about what, you, what, you need, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. Matthew tells us that. He shouldn't have to worry about any of that stuff. All I want you to do, is love people, care for people, man, and do right by people. He said, and let your light shine. It's important because as an ambassador, he said, you just go and speak whatever I tell you to speak. Do what I ask you to do. And what did he tell you to do? Love each other. Care for each other. You're going to find people that's going to be in trouble who made some major mistakes in their life, who've done some crazy things, right? He said, but I want you to show them, man, the power of my love. He said, that's why I reconcile you. That's why I forgave you for something you thought you would never be forgiven for. He said, but I forgave you. He said, now, this is an opportunity for you to do the exact same thing, and I'm backing you. He says, and you don't have to worry about anything. He said, because I got you. You got my full arsenal backing you. All my power is behind you. You just go represent and be my witness, right? Because now, the, the thing is, is everything is about relationships. He said, so what he's dealing with, man, he's dealing with relationship with people. The most effective witness occurs in the context of authentic, caring relationships. Right? It's all about relationships. So God, you, he created a relationship with you, and then he wants you to create relationship with others. And the more you have genuine, authentic relationship, the more impactful you can be. People will know by your heart. Right? And so, and, and when your heart is genuine, you have authentic relationships. And then you can be a witness. People, even if they don't love God, they don't know anything about God, because of your uh, authenticity and your genuineness, and they see it, man, they'll hear you when they see your life. They may not say much. They, they're going to come a time. Remember he said, every knee shall bow, 
and every tongue shall confess. They're going to be dealing with some things. I'm telling you, you remember this. Remember I told you this. They're going to, your friends or someone's going to be dealing with something, man, so grievous, and they're going to come to you, man, because they've been watching your life. You've been a witness to them. They've been witnessing you and how you've been handling the situation and how you've been ministering, and you got to keep on doing it, right? There's going to be an opportunity for you, man, to be Jesus with skin on it. And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be Jesus with skin on it. He wants us, man, to be that example. So we can't be afraid. One of the things that create fear is that we try to put ourselves in the place of God. If we step back, right, and then really humble ourselves and say what we're doing, we're doing on behalf of the king. It does not matter what you say or do. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not scared of rejection because I know that you're there. And remember, you're only a piece of the puzzle. Right? Don't think you the whole puzzle. Right? You just got to come along, and you may be the one that plant the seed. You may be the one that water, but God is going to be the one doing the increase. Don't think you have to do it all. You just do your part by witnessing. Whatever your part is, right, your part may be going to dinner. Your part may be just telling the man that God loves you. Your part may be just to pray for them. Right? And God got a whole line of people, man, working on behalf of the kingdom, not just you. So imagine this here. You're part of a big team a big, huge team with the Holy Spirit, man, leading the team, right? And everybody's working. And while you over here, somebody else over here. That's why why you praying for somebody else's child, somebody else may be praying for your child because it's a team. We're working together as a team. We have to be an example. We have to be strong, positive, strong witnesses. It's important. Now, the most thing, the most important thing I want to tell you, your lifestyle matters, your lifestyle matters. Today is going to be the day when you decide that I'm going to walk with Christ. I'm really going to walk with Christ. The things that I did is in the sea of forgiveness to remember them no more. I'm going to change my course of action. I'm going to walk in righteousness. I'm going to be the example or the witness, man, God intend for me to be. So if I was a liar, I'm going to cut back and stop this craziness and stop lying for no reason. I'm going to quit embezzling. I'm going to quit taking advantage of people. I'm going to quit being involved in extramarital affairs. I'm going to quit cheating uh, uh, people out of stuff. I'm going to do right because I'm going to walk in right. I want to be in right relationship with the king. Why do I have to do any of those things when I already got the king backing me? And then I have access to all those resources. So don't let the devil think, man, that you uh, you have to be selfish and you have to do it. Otherwise, you won't get it. God is going to bless you. So let the day be the day, man, that you change your life around so you can truly be that witness, right? So those relationships, you need to make phone calls, texts, and end those things and say it's over. I'm not walking that way anymore. I'm going to walk in righteousness. I'm going to do what's right. We as Christians, as followers of Christ, have a responsibility, even if with, with our mate or our children, whatever, is to live the life that God has called us to live and be that example and that witness, right? And then when we do that, man, the world becomes a better place, right? We just have to do our part. We don't change the entire world. We just change us, right? Because I promise you, somebody is watching you. Whether it's in your workforce, whether it's somebody in your family or someone in your neighborhood, somebody is watching you because you profess to be a Christian, And just like someone else is watching you, Satan is lurking around trying to get you to lose your testimony. But greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Amen? 
So I want to challenge you all, right, to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Let him really lord over your life. Let your words be his words. Let your life be his life. Let the world know, man, that God is alive and you working on behalf of him and not Satan. I offer to you the great opportunity to accept him as your Lord and Savior. All it takes is you to bow your heads, close your eyes, and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I want to repent. I'm sorry for the things I've done, the things that's contrary to your word. I'm asking you to be the Lord of my life. And today, I know it's going to be challenging, but I know I can do this with your help. So come into my heart. Walk with me. Stand by my side. Give me the strength, the confidence, and the boldness to work with you. Thank you so much for being the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer and you believe it in your heart, you're saved. And now you're on the, first, you're on the step. Now I promise you, God is going to remind you every time something comes up that's not right. The Holy Spirit inside of you is going to remind you to make the right choice. He's going to help control your temperament, your anger, your frustration. And as you go and witness to other people, it's a, I did a series called Blessed, right? And the series uh, is, is a, you always, before you do anything, before you become a strong witness, begin with prayer. Always begin with prayer. And then when you're interacting with people, to be a great witness, man, be a great listener. If you can listen, so whenever you encounter somebody, you pray. The Bible says man should always pray, right? And then be a great listener. You're trying to listen to what's going on so you can ask how God, how can I help them in that area, right? And then it says, you know, whenever you can eat with them or share a meal or something, share a meal with them, right? And then it says, serve in love. How can I, as a representative of the kingdom, serve you? How can I serve that person? What can I do, God? What can I do, man, to help them? Tell me what I need to do to serve them, right? And then I want to give them my testimony, how good God is. Share your testimony. Share your story. Don't try to make your story. You don't have to embellish it. You think it has to be big. It doesn't. I promise you, when God is speaking through you, your testimony is so powerful, even though you think it's small. Even if you gave up cigarettes and you quit smoking cigarettes, you know it's the Holy Spirit. You don't think it's that big of a deal. But when you give that testimony to somebody who's been struggling, 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 right, you don't know how powerful it is when they see you have been smoking one, two, and three packs of cigarettes, and all of a sudden you don't smoke anymore, and you give that testimony how God has delivered you, right? Now, to someone who don't smoke, it's not a big deal. But I promise you, man, that's a powerful testimony. So share your story. Share your testimony in the name of Jesus. And I promise you, you'll see things start to change. God loves you, and so do we. So let us continue to work together as the kingdom family and continue to be witnesses on behalf of the king. In Jesus' name, amen. This is an opportunity. I want to thank everybody um, for being a part of our ministry. And being shut down, we still have finances. And remember, everything we have, man, belongs to God. God has blessed us so much financially. I want to share that. So I'm going to spend a couple of minutes talking about that.
because so often, man, God has blessed us, man, with a nice income, and we're doing really well. And a lot of us, man, we think tipping God is going to be all right. God told us, man, give a percentage back to him. He told children, I would, and the reason why he told them to get 10% back, he said, 100% of it is mine. I'm giving it all to you, and I want you to give a portion back to help ministry go, right? And as you do this, it's got to be used for the ministry, not to, end, uh, end, uh, to make someone else's life better, right, and you suffer. That's not the mission of it. The mission is to let God know that we're doing our part, and then he's going to continue to bless you. So we ask you to share with us. Uh, with your financial resources, we appreciate everything you're doing, and some of you have been such a blessing to us in the kingdom. So continue to do it, and we will continue. We're doing a lot of good stuff in the kingdom, and we've been a blessing, man, to people you have no idea. But thank you all so much for everything you're doing. So you can give several ways. You can go through PayPal, Giveify. You can go to our church page. We have Church Center. Right? You can text to give. So there's several ways. We have Giveify. You can download Giveify. Everything is secure. Right? Or you can mail it in to the church if you want because the church is not open. People want to know how can I do it. Right? Uh, so however you do it, or you can give us a call. We, we can direct you which way to do it because some people only deal with cash, and we can work with you in that way. But we, we need your financial support. We can't do anything without you. And I just want to thank everybody who's been a, a blessing to Kingdom Embassy because you have. And so we don't beg for anything because you've been good. Thank you all. And continue to be a blessing to us. Whatever you give, we appreciate it. All right? Dear Lord, bless us often. Bless those who have to give and those who have not. Bless them that they have the next time to give. <laughs> Don't let anybody lack because what they sold into the kingdom of God. So we thank you for the financial blessings that you've given to us at Kingdom Embassy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. You have an awesome, magnificent Sunday. And I look forward to seeing you guys on Monday at 12 o'clock noon. Join us uh, Facebook page. As I kneel in the darkness in the middle of I'm praying for assurance Everything's gonna be alright Lord, I see enough